Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ione and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Secrets. And I'm Eden and I'm the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is the Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast. We pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Ione, do we have any reviews? Yeah, we do. This is by... Nabila OG, I've probably said that wrong. Five stars, love this podcast. Absolutely love the podcast. Honestly, wish they were longer. You all keep me up to date with trends and give background information to them. I always tell my friends about what I learn on your podcast and push them to start listening to that reviews from the US of A. And thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. That's so cute. It's cute. Maybe we'll do a longer one. A longer what? Episode. Maybe we should, yeah. Why not, eh? We've got lots to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always having to reel you in. Yeah, yeah, me just okay, going on like a mat. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm being silenced. Yeah, you are being silenced. <laughs> you weren't silent. <laughs> um, thank you for the review. Thanks for recommending us to your friends as well. Yeah. What are we talking about today? I'm scared. Eden, what are we talking about today? We're talking about poor little sick girls. Woo! Again. Sorry now, if you're sick of it. No, we're not sick of it. Now out on paperback and on Kindle, 99p on the Kindle if you've got a Kindle or uh, a book, what are they called? An Reader. e-book. Also, Reader. apparently you can get a Kindle app for your phone so you can just read it on your phone. Belter. There you go. Or like no excuses. or whatever, yeah. Amazing. Poor Little Sick Girls is out yesterday on paperback. Very exciting. on paperback, so out now in paperback. It's also International Women's Day this week, lol, if anyone cares about such things. I care about the uh, the, the idea. <laughs> I don't maybe don't care about the uh, commodification of it all, you know? The con- you like the concept, you don't like the execution. Exactly. I don't like the... <laughs> Like, Justy are like, happy International Women's Day. Grab yourself a sleigh burger or some shit like that. Oh, my God. I saw the most banana <laughs> thing. So, um, as people who are regular listeners may know, I watch a lot of morning television. And uh, on this morning, like, as in the show this morning, they do a segment where they go through the news or whatever, yeah? 
And apparently there's this like school, I don't know where it is, secondary school, where they've replaced all the mirrors in the girls' bathroom with posters that say stuff like, you are enough, slay the day away, you don't need makeup, you should wear comfy clothes and then boys will be forced to like you. Like really weird stuff. What? Like really unhinged stuff and it's all like, it's all like marked, it's all like, you know, graphic design laid out in like... So it looks like a feminist razor brand or yeah. it's just very unhinged. Pink bubble writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck? Like I know, and they're saying makeup is as bad as drugs because you get addicted <laughs> and then you don't think you're beautiful without it. But like, why are you blaming like the teenage girls for that? Like, it's not... Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Yeah, they're yeah. going to look at it and go oh yeah all right I won't wear makeup then they're gonna go like oh my god what the fuck yeah they're gonna laugh and then they're gonna go I don't I can't see what my makeup looks like now this yeah. is stupid I'll start also, bringing a hand mirror to school yeah also being like where where these closer boys will like you is that really what it's supposed to be about at the end of the day yeah isn't it who gives a fuck about male well people do <laughs> but we shouldn't we shouldn't I'm like just about to say that and I'm like oh no actually I'd just be insulting myself there <laughs> <laughs> so poor little sick girls has been out for 10 months and basically a lot of the kind of focus of discussions around the book so far and when I spoke to Halima last year for the hardback release was like really about chronic illness so me and Eden thought it'd be nice to kind of dig into the more like generally feminist themes of the book mm-hmm. it's nice to reflect yeah and reflect and yeah. see what the crack is yeah we know we're complex people you wrote this I mean you wrote this like uh, over a year ago you know you've changed the world has changed everyone's changed so it's nice to look back and and we're gonna just dig into the book okay where are we starting (laughs) so I wrote my question up no question one how dare you (laughs) no I'm joking um yeah so I guess just what I've just said then like reflecting back on the past 10 months and obviously, like a year because you're writing it. Like, how do you feel now that it's out in the world? Like, how how do you feel about the book and how it's been received? Um, I think it's really scary. <laughs> mm. <laughs> good way to start. It is terrifying. Yeah. No, I think it's good, and I think it's interesting because, like, a lot of the themes that I wrote about in Poor Little Sick Girls, like in particular about the way that we interact with the internet and how that crosses over with social politics to like commodify our identities and like for marginalized people to become kind of like dogmatic about their singular identity and to not be working collaboratively which is what we really need for liberation has definitely become more of a thing and like a lot of the kind of micro trends that I spoke about that existed 10 years ago on Tumblr we're obviously seeing reflected that same culture kind of re-coming back up with TikTok. So Mm. I think it's definitely been, like, interesting because I definitely, I was worried that I write it and I wrote it in 2021 and I wrote the proposal in 2020. So it's definitely been a long, like, a long process. And I think because we're so used to instantly having our thoughts out, like, me and you on this podcast, but everyone on the internet, on Twitter, on Instagram, like that we live in this hot take economy I suppose I did have like a deep rooted fear that everything would be irrelevant but that kind of has not been true which I think kind of proves that like having these conversations that we have like weekly or like that people have with each other it can feel like they're these fleeting moments but they do 
build up into an ideology and like a stance on things and like a way that culture is built which I think is really interesting to look at yeah we always find ourselves coming back to like the same ideas even if it is like 10 years down the line or a month down the line yeah exactly which was such a big theme of the book like looking at feminism because I feel like especially for our generation it can feel like we invented a lot of things or that like Mm. we've made things how they are and then that became commodified so for example like body positivity and uh self-care and whatever but really these cycles have been kind of going on for the last hundred hundred to fifty years and it's about kind of reflecting on that history so we don't tread the same ground I suppose yeah I mean because yeah something that I wrote down is that in the self love is a lie chapter you say body positivity is corrupt and then we did an episode in the podcast about skinny being in again and in the interview with or the podcast episode with Halima you were kind of saying when you when the book came out you kind of like realize that the progress that we make can be undone yeah, I feel like that's been a main theme of like all of our adult lives, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, because when we became politically conscious, so I think we were 16 when the coalition government between the Tories and the Liberal Democrats came in, right? Yeah. And then that was like, we'd lived under New Labour for our whole lives until then. Mm-hmm. 2010, um, I think. So, oh, was it 2010? Yeah, it was I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were 16 and it was 2010. And then Brexit and then all of these other things and then feminism and then everything. And then now we're seeing that even more like Ortega, who is another author, did a tweet yesterday being like, well, body positivity is dead because of a Zempic. Mm-hmm. Abortion is dead because of Roe v. Wade. Something else was dead. I can't remember what. Like, whiff up, basically. Yeah. Hope is dead after 15 years of Tory rule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for like teenagers who like haven't known anything else. Yeah, def defo. Because we can obviously look back and see that this progress is being undone, but they're just like living through shit things happening constantly. They've never ever had the not that it was like the good times, but like <laughs> the good times. they don't know any different. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like we got like the sharp end of the shit stick. Like we were the first year of student loans being increased, so we had like protests around that and everything. Mm. But they just literally have this has been their lives. Yeah. Oh, it was Ortega saying that Me Too was over following the um, Rolling Stone expose on the idol and then the weekend's clap back about it. Yeah. So if you haven't seen, like, which follows on quite well from our last week and we might talk about it more next week, but there's a big expose in Rolling Stone about the production of The Idol, which is the show made by Sam Levinson and The Weeknd starring Lily Rose Depp. It's absolutely wild reading. Like, I would suggest going. It's depressing and it will make you feel like shit But from reading it. But, like, it's a really good kind of, like, tonic, I feel, from how ridiculous that whole Penn Badgley discourse was yeah. when, like, actual serious, like, misogyny, potential mistreatment of people and, mm-hmm. like, malpractice on sets does happen. Yeah. Like, that's a totally different conversation from, oh, sex in, the sh- like, sex <laughs> in TV is bad. Do you know what I mean? This like, is, like, the complete extreme or the end of the spectrum. It's so stark, yeah. Like, it's so stark what still happens. Mm-hmm. And then we all get tied up in just, like, you know, a man making silly little comments about cheating on his wife by faking a shag on screen. Yeah, when, like, actual horrible stuff is happening to famous actresses on set and and being written and like we're allowing men to kind of like have these 
fantasies that they then depict on screen. It's just mm. bananas. Well, I think, yeah, like you said about the, the progress can be undone. I feel like because we've reached peak cancelling people and call-out culture and all that kind of stuff, it just sometimes just feel like it, it's going nowhere now. So, yeah, Me yeah. Too's over. Uh, everything's over. And I feel like when we... um. We spent so much of last year talking about like this post-feminism and even in the book I talk about like it feels like post-feminism being an inevitability and I feel like there's a misconception that post-feminism is kind of this weird neutrality like it exists Mm. where we're not necessarily you know empowered but we're also not oppressed and that's just absolutely not true it's like we're either fighting for our own emancipation from like the patriarchy or we are being legislated against, we are being, we are under misogynist rule, basically, and we are anyway, but to roll over and accept that feels like so disgustingly bleak. Yeah, and that's what it feels like people are just kind of going towards, rolling over and accepting it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, even like the way that we speak about bodies has changed so much since Poor Little Sick Girls came out. Like, Mm. there was still the kind of like fake, veneer of body positivity and of everyone should be accepted and that's just completely been stripped back by the fact that like one of our most like one of the words that has entered our cultural like society is a diet drug that like suppresses appetite and we're all Mm. kind of just okay with it yeah it's just become normal (sighs) yeah it's so normalized yeah it's bleak (laughs) depressing Um, yeah well because this kind of relates to like another quote that i pulled where you say oh don't read me don't read me i don't like it just paraphrase i have to give some context right just paraphrase okay okay okay. where (laughs) (laughs) but basically that marginalized people and women don't have the representation they deserve and that we have no framework for where our rage can go or the implications of unleashing it. And I think that's the, like the crux of everything that's in the book and what polyester does. And do you think we've reached any semblance of representation or any semblance of like having our voices heard in the culture or do you just think that we live in a bubble? Both. Like I think both things can be true because I think mm-hmm. the representation that slips through the cracks, which is kind of what the book says as well, is the most watered down version of like a nice hopeful future that we can hope for and that's not even saying that what we get is that like women are nice or women are broken but in like a flea bag way Mm. or all of these types of things but we still don't have like a full spectrum of representation that actually encompasses that there are bad things in the world like a zempic like weight loss Mm. like all of these things there's so many complicated conversations to be had around womanhood and marginalized identities through every intersection that just can't aren't being had in the mainstream because we're like worried that it'll be co-opted by the right does that make sense because so much of our like discourse happens on the internet on open forums it's impossible to have honest conversations about things like Mm -hmm. it's just I don't even know a good example for this but like it's mad Mm. I saw a really interesting video the other day where someone says that the internet like levels the playing field between people's ages and uh like friendship groups and uh, not like intelligence levels but just the way that i guess the age thing is the biggest thing where it's like if everyone in the room is like there's like a 12 year old 15 year old an Mm -hmm. 18 year old a 40 year old a 50 year old 
a 20 year old all having these mass conversations together that wouldn't really happen in real life and that's why the internet just becomes this massive like pylon because there's so many different levels of understanding but everyone's just put in the same room yeah and I was like oh my god that's actually so fucking true obviously people run into kind of similar age groups and circles and stuff but yeah I think the internet just flattens any like reasoning and it stops us being it like it makes you respond or to put everything out as a point of defense rather than a point of like dialogue and discussion so Mm -hmm. it just yeah makes most things impossible in my opinion and so like for representation to work which is obviously a watery subject anyway that we've spoken about but for like people to be cohesive be able to cohesively build a better future it needs to happen in my opinion in micro groups that then like gain some sort of power preferably like anti-capitalist power and then can break through into like more mainstream thought like I I don't I feel like I've already said this on the podcast but Kieran Yates who also has a book out in April which you should get Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All the houses I've ever lived in, it's amazing. Like said to me last year, she was like, well, why would I speak to a like person that went to private school about private school abolition? Like they're not going to agree with mm. me. I'd rather go and speak to people that are like unsure or like on the turn or have like could go either way and like build coalitions with people so we can actually have power together rather than like one side shouting at the other side and back and forth and back and forth. That doesn't change yeah. anything. Well, that's basically what all discourse is. It feels like that sometimes you're just talking at each other. Yeah, exactly. Not to yeah. each other. Like you said, everyone's on the defence at all times. Like even today, oh my God, so this is just a bit uh, off topic. But even today, right? So we put up a TikTok yesterday to like promo the paperback coming out. And someone commented, like, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and this is true, but none, this is you. But so 
They added us and said, ever get nightmares, you'll go all right wing like your predecessors, Julie Birchall, Parsons, Young in the Modern Review. It's going to happen. <laughs> and I replied saying, uh, no, lol. And then they replied saying, heck, watch out. And I said, this is a very out of pocket thing to say to someone. And they're like, sorry, more a comment on how a similar wave of great progressive cultural writers went ideologically moldy. Can't deny it happens. It's like, you're not trying to have a conversation about that, though. You're basically no. implying that I'm going to become a transphobe in 20 years <laughs> and, like, move really far right. You know, what like, nothing about me. unhinged thing to say. It's like, what? Well, yeah, of course there's a conversation to be had about, like, how radical feminist writers have been engulfed by, like, gender-critical and turf ideology, which we literally mm. spoke about two weeks ago on the podcast. But what makes you think that is going to happen to everyone that you encounter on the internet? Yeah. Or like you're just saying it as like an intellectually superior point, like, oh well I know this happens. Yeah. Fucking straw man argument. Like Yeah. Also, why would you even just start accusing someone of something like that? Like what? It's like, do you want that to happen? Because it kind of feels like that's what you want to happen. Like and what a strange thing to be like, this is gonna happen to you and I know it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did they reply after that? No. But like you said, it's 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 on the defence. Like when there's nothing to defend, like it's like what you're starting ar- an argument over nothing, <laughs> in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And it does really stop us like being able to have these conversations, which I think makes me really ha- like happy that I got to put them all in a book. Because sometimes when you feel naturally critical as a person, which I do, and I think you do as well, mm-hmm. it can feel like you don't really have an intellectual basis to back that up. But yeah. then actually having the time to look into research and like academic papers and then mold that with my own experience and the things that I've just thought but maybe haven't felt intellectually confident in because I don't have like a trained background in feminism or social politics Mm. really kind of like helped me solidify my views and like being able to speak more because I think everyone always talks about being scared of being cancelled and like being scared of all of these things but I just don't think it can even like a probably no one we know is going to get cancelled for anything unless they make a really major fuck up right like unless they do something that's actually super harmful to a marginalized community in which you deserve it yeah but like seeing people be like um my biggest fear is getting cancelled it's like why like if you're sticking to like what you actually believe in and you've spent long enough thinking about your thoughts and not just like spewing out hot takes then like you won't and if you do go down with your ship for like a week and then you'll be fine yeah also if you're <laughs> the kind of person who thinks about the possibility of getting cancelled you're probably not gonna get cancelled yeah the people exactly. that are getting cancelled are the ones that don't give a fuck like you said yeah. they're just spewing out hot takes so to ha- to kind of think critically about what you say and the views that you put out there you're probably you have self-awareness, you know. You're not going to get cancelled. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Like, it's fine. The world's not going to crumble. Yeah. And people, I'm sure they would understand, you know. We're all complex, like I said at the start. We change. You, When you wrote this book, you're a different person to That's you are true. today. Like, you know, we, we grow and we can uh, make amends. That's true. <laughs> Inspirational speech time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's obviously it's dependent on what you get cancelled for. But yeah, like, obviously if you're like a horrible person, then yeah, if you've actually done something really bad, then get in the bin forever. Ooh. But like, I feel, I feel like our fear of making mistakes or like being messy or which comes from that like original point you said about representation, like our fear of not being honest online, of making mistakes, of not being considered perfect and like a fully formed human being, like actually does hold our social politics back and the way that we approach feminism. So it needs to go in the bin. Yeah. That thing I sent you about, what was it, like micro micro othering. Oh, yeah. Where you, you got it up. Yeah, what was it? It's in this uh, this book I read called The Extreme Self, which is really, it's, it's not really a book. It's like kind of just like a graphic it's like a novel pamphlet, almost. Kind of stuff, yeah, it? yeah. It's really good though by Schumann Bassar. But there was a bit that I sent to Ione about micro othering where it's the use of ever thinner slices of identity to define, deplatform, and limit the agency of others. And I feel that's something that the left really like suffers under where it's kind of like, a competition to see who can be like the best person and I think I spoke about that well I did speak about that but not using that terminology Mm -hmm. because I didn't know it in the like gross girl essay of my book and I think something that that micro othering misses is that it's not just yeah leveraging certain facets of identity to dehumanize others it's actually to monetize yourself as well yeah like people build whole brands monetize their lives based on a singular identity and it actually stops us growing as people like it literally stops us being able to grow as people and to grow socially and to have empathy not even empathy but to find common ground with others in which we can like collaboratively build yeah because we're so obsessed with looking inwards towards the individual rather than looking out as like a collective yeah collective consciousness and some People are going to fuck up every day and say something that they shouldn't say, but you kind of need to maybe think about the bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, something else. I guess this maybe relates to it. Maybe not, maybe not. But in the final chapter, you champion about being earnest about politics, feminism, and everything you believe in. Do you think that it's harder to be earnest now? Yeah, definitely. That's a really hard question. <laughs> um I think we've spoken about this before how it like comes in waves of like earnestness and irony (laughs) and earnestness is easier to be like co-opted by capitalism by brands by blah 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 so what got co-opted out of feminism was that very like love yourself girl Mm. power be your own girl gang of 10 years ago eight to 10 years ago and I think that really turned people off being earnest and it just Mm -hmm. made them like Want, not want to show that they care about things and like not be cringe but to be cringe is to be free it's true and I think some writers do that really really well like I think Rain Fisher Kwan does that really really well of like being earnest mm-hmm. still having a sense of humor and being like intellectually robust but I think it's much harder to do like casually on the internet do you know what I mean yeah because everything think? is like laden in irony you're quite earnest on the internet do you think so? We're well, always posting like little screen caps of stuff on your story that you like. Oh yeah, that's true. Like I feel um, like I get scared to do stuff like that more than I get scared to have an opinion. Like I'm like, oh, what if I put a stupid screenshot up? But like, people are cool. <laughs> oh no, don't say that. This is this is the one thing that like I will literally talk about till the cows come home. It's like if you like something, just like it. Don't give yeah. a shit if anyone else likes it. And I really 
I find it really grating when like people just say like so this my, uh, my friend went on a date once and she was saying this this guy that she was on a date with was asking her like oh what kind of music do you like and she's like I like this band I like that band and he was like same and then he was like what film do you like and she's like I love this film and he's like oh my god same and I, then she was just like well you're not actually telling me anything about yourself or you're not actually showing me the person that you are because you just agree with everything that I like and I think it's so important to be earnest in the shit that you like even if you do think it's weird like and then you'll find people that like the things that you like as well and even yeah. if people think it's deeply uncool who gives a shit like yeah, who fucking cares there's nothing more attractive than someone just liking something because they like it and yeah. not really caring what everyone else thinks and i think that's so important to me uh being earnest and just like own owning the things that you like i think that's important you are a hypocrite in that way <laughs> why so I was saying to Bridget the other day, who I share my studio with for listeners, um, that you tweeted about how eyebrow piercings <laughs> have become for someone they're not. What if those girls just like eyebrow piercings? But, okay, you know, I'm allowed to be a hater and I'm allowed to be earnest <laughs> yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I don't have, I was trying to think of an excuse or justification for that. I don't really. Now I think I was just in, in a bad seat. mood. <laughs> this this girl I also I, I work in a pub sometimes and this girl uh, at the pub was like just really rude when I served her and I was like doing a tweet fuck you and your eyebrow piercing go back to bloody Surrey or wherever you're from um, <laughs> yeah. so I was just being I was being I mean hater. absolutely fair enough oh well yeah be honest about what you like and then I'll be understanding if people think you're an absolute prick for liking it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Eden will be both of those dualities she'll be the angel and the devil on each exactly. of your shoulders exactly the eyebrow piercing thing everyone's got an eyebrow piercing now what happened there do you think yeah i don't think it's happening in london maybe it's like a a manchester enough Mm. it's a very like manchester school of art thing right yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's very like art student when eyebrow piercings used to be very like gay like it was very like lesbian and now it's like everyone's got one co-opting queer aesthetics <laughs> they're baiting they're queer baiting yeah sorry we've gone really off topic here <laughs> how are we wrapping up um so we've probably got a couple of minutes yeah um i mean do you want to talk about uh like where do we go from here because i feel like some stuff in the book is very prophetic or do you feel like we've already touched on that no that's good um yeah, I think the whole like undercurrent for the book is that basically we need to, yeah, we need to stop being, we need individualism to like stop. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like that's where so many conversations in social politics that take place on the internet fall short. Especially like, for example, when we post, it's always like, yeah, but some people like that, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not, we're not saying you're a bad person because you enjoy something that maybe isn't the most like socially well robust Mm -hmm. we all have flaws but the point is we can't use like individual choice to pick apart every single thing that exists in the world as having value like any political argument as having value or like Mm -hmm. is worth discussing dissecting and talking about which is what we do a lot on this podcast anyway but I think a it's like we need to eradicate individualism so we can build work together as communities and like we need to take power away from the people that aren't that will just like use marginalized people and like fake progression to mm-hmm. the point of like profit. We need to try and like deconstruct many different hierarchies in our head, like aspirational ones and like 
capitalist ones, like all of these other ones, so we can actually move forward, is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see a lot of examples of that on International Women's Day. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And why should we buy the book or read the book? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think if that's you don't all like my question. Don't tell me because I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't leave a uh, a two star review on Goodreads. We don't Please. care. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. My heart can't handle it. I'm but a girl. Yeah, like you know, you've you poured your heart and soul into this book, and and I think we're so quick now just to consume things and move on and just go tick done that read that. What's next? You know, yeah. it's nice to look back on the book with the like ten months a year uh, yeah. perspective and kind of. You know, we've let it ferment and the culture has changed so much just from even looking back at the past past 10 months. And I feel like as a society, we don't do that enough. Yeah, you that's know? very true. We're so quick just to consume and move on. Mm-hmm. And it's got to change, guys. We've got to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you for talking to me about it, Eden. Thanks for answering my questions and not letting me quote you out loud <laughs> it's too much i can't do it i hate it whenever you're I'm so like modest in a talk or in a panel i'm like i actually can't listen to this like yeah. i'm gonna boil alive i'm a lobster in a fucking bowl yeah well at least we know you're not a completely obnoxious narcissist oh i hope not <laughs> no i hate i hate it i can't even listen to this podcast back still really i i had a really good phase where i listened to it every week and uh, like to check it obviously mm. and now now i just can't again i can't so no, no. way no 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 <laughs> i love listening to it <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. each to their own yeah i'm not here to judge nice but oh, i yeah. am i'm gonna do a tweet about you now okay yeah. <laughs> i'll do a tweet about you um <laughs> Read little, uh, oh, God. Read little read, poor girls. Read, read, read poor little, poor little sick girls. Do you not know the name? Yeah, I do. Ten months. <laughs> oh, I feel so like I feel really silly now. Dizzed out. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Olivia, for editing. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte, Hattie, Grace, Misha. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.